A reading from Mark 8, 31-33. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So there's been a lot made over the years, a lot of books written, a lot of commentaries discussing why does Jesus say this phrase when Peter says, no, 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 Jesus, you can't be talking about suffering and dying. And Jesus turns to him and says, get behind me, Satan. And I have two clues, two insights I think that might be instructive. One is um, the setting of where they are. They're in Caesarea Philippi, and there's all these pagan gods being worshipped there. Uh, there's this big mouth of a cave where they believed Baal would enter and, and then re-emerge re- out of the underworld. So maybe Jesus is referring you know, to Baal or to, to Satan, all of the representations of Satan there in Caesarea Philippi. Like, just get by. I need to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to turn my body away from the mouth of this cave, the, the, the voice of the enemy in the way it affects culture and even in through Peter's words here. And I'm going to go to Jerusalem uh, or I'm going to go to Jerusalem. And um, I think maybe the second clue that's maybe a little bit more like humanizing for Jesus is maybe he received this as a temptation. You know, when, when he turns to Peter and he says, get behind me, Satan, you're concerned with human things, not godly things. Maybe it sort of rang true of his experience in the wilderness when Satan came and tempted him in those three temptations. Maybe Jesus heard that echoing again with this, you know what, you could avoid the cross, you know, you could avoid suffering. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Poor Peter had to receive the, (laughs) can you imagine hearing that from Jesus? But I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I was, I was thinking, uh, along the lines of what it means to be a Christian, not in our own times, because that has many answers to it. But I think a more well-defined time is first century, the first century uh, as Christianity was forming. And what did it mean to be a Christian at that time? Because that should be actually the foundation of how we view ourselves in terms of the world. And I just couldn't, and the reason I hesitated for a second at the beginning uh, uh, or bringing me into the conversation was Paul's description of what it meant to be Paul, a great leader of the early church, uh, as he was moving through the world as a missionary or how, you know, and informing people about Jesus. uh, And he describes it. Uh, here's Here's what his life looked like. Five times I received the hand of of the Jews, 40 lashes plus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, in dangers from robbers, in dangers from my own people, in dangers from Gentiles, in uh, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, etc., etc. He was so devoted to Jesus Christ that these things were basically, these obstacles that he faced were basically meaningless to him. Uh, 
And that's the foundation of our church. And it is not something to run away from because the, the, the world always needs to hear about Jesus or revert to the pre-Noah days. Yeah, Eric, when you were talking, I was thinking about, we were mentioning Confirmation Sunday a few times, uh, but it was just such a good Sunday, so we have to keep bringing it back. But um, on Confirmation Sunday and throughout the Confirmation program, the students are taught the first um, catechism mm-hmm. question and answer, yeah, good. which is, what is my only comfort in, in life and in death? Oh, wait. Did I say that right? Yeah, what is my what only is comfort, my only comfort in, life in life and in death? And, death? Mm-hmm. and the answer is that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And Amen. I think that's that's what he's getting at here. You know, you, you're so concerned about these earthly things like Jesus staying alive, you know, mm-hmm. but Jesus knows that there's so much more. He has to die. And there's so much more than just him continuing to to live on this earth that he knows he has to do this. And of course, Peter, I feel bad for Peter here because mm-hmm. of course Peter is thinking as we all right. do, yeah, as we all do, suffer. you know, I don't want my friend to suffer. And mm-hmm. I, I don't honestly think in an eternal lens very often. I think about what do I need right now? What do I want right now? And what I want right now, this is what I'm guessing Peter is saying, what I want right now is for Jesus to stay here with me. 